Welcome to the Art of Preventing Stupid podcast. I'm Matthew Neal Davis, an author, lawyer, and owner of one of the fastest growing law firms in the country, built on the idea of helping businesses make smart decisions. I'm going to teach you in this podcast how to protect, improve, and grow your business by dealing with your problems before they happen, because prevention is direction. Vamos, amigos. Howdy kids, Matt Davis here, also known as Matthew Neal Davis on Good Days. It's time to talk about catastrophes again, still in the abstract. This is a continuation of the elaboration on Chapter 10 of The Art of Preventing Stupid. I'm just having a little fireside chat about what is, there's capital is, coming your way if you own or run a business. I'm not talking about specific animals here. For lack of a better word, I'm talking about species. And we're breaking catastrophes down into species. Last week, we left off with external human catastrophes. So what comes next, you ask? Okay, subjective and objective catastrophes. Now, the difference here lies in your goals. Remember, your goals define your problems and catastrophes are just one of the three types of problems. Therefore, I'm pointing that little three dot symbol in the air, your goals define which catastrophes matter to you. Let's work through this. And I'll use my firm as an example again. So we started out as a very local firm in a small city where the economy can boom and bust depending on the price of oil and natural gas. Guess what? We're used to it. Drilling crazes happen, and when they do, a lot of money changes hands in the law business. These cycles used to be a big deal to us because our goal was to maintain a successful local business, a stable one too. Then when you see things like oil going from, what was it, 120 or thereabouts, down to around 20 within a year, that happened in 2014. Good luck maintaining a business like that. Although I did have an old lawyer tell me when I was a pup lawyer that he loved these cycles because during the bus times he just flipped down and did a lot of bankruptcies. I can't stand doing bankruptcies, they drive me crazy. Did one about 20 years ago. Okay, the point is, if my goal was to maintain a stable law business in the midst of that rather predictable business environment, that price crash would be a subjective disaster to me. For folks in the hotel, Restaurant, quick shop business, it's a subjective disaster as well. For people in the grain trade, objectively, it didn't affect them. They move a lot of grain in and out of where I live. For businesses in the computer service industry, except to the extent that they may be doing a little work for the oil field service companies, they could care less. At that point, I cared some because we still had a batch of local business clients. Oh, maybe about 30% of our revenue. Okay, so for a lot of people, that was an objective and subjective crisis. Conversely now, our goal is not to maintain a local business, we're spreading out to broader markets. So that objective catastrophe really doesn't concern me now. Yes, it's an objective catastrophe, but it's one that doesn't affect our cash flow now. Let's look at this on a broader scale. 
In 2008, we had a major stock market crash followed by a recession. I think we can all agree that was an objective catastrophe, okay? A lot of people lost a lot of value in their portfolios and a lot of companies went bust. Meanwhile, some people just didn't care. It did not subjectively affect them. The local diner owner in Elko, Nevada, with no money invested in the stock market, probably didn't care. Now the auto parts store owner did not care. Well, as a matter of fact, they probably would have been cheering it, and I'll tell you why. Next time we have a recession, watch auto parts stock, because when those ha when a recession happens, their, their stock skyrockets because people are fixing their cars rather than buying new ones. The broader point here is it all depends on whose ox is getting gored. Objective catastrophes are this big idea of, wow, that could be something horrible and it can just be a, catast a catastrophe, something that's going to hurt a lot of people. Now, subjective, it may not hurt you, right? But you want to ask the questions about both of them. And there are these broad, horrible catastrophes that we can all agree are objective catastrophes. We talked about natural ones last week. But unless they're going to hit your business on a subjective level, why worry about them? Remember, your job and duty is to be productively paranoid about the catastrophes that are going to kneecap your shop, not the broader economy. You can just let the talking heads squawk on about that on TV. Okay, so over at theartofpreventingstupid.com or at page 112 of the book, I have a little table mapping out six abstract categories of catastrophes. The matrix rests on the subjective-objective distinction, which ultimately is a barometer of if you should concern yourself, and also natural, human, and internal catastrophes. The result is six questions that covers the bases and lets you dig into the catastrophes that you should bother preparing to deal with. The subjective-objective distinction gives you a way to sort the wheat from the chaff, the natural, human, and internal catastrophes run the gamut of where catastrophes are coming from. And remember, natural and human are just two distinctions of external catastrophes. I broke them down in the analysis just to put a sharper edge on your protection. That's it for thinking about catastrophes in the abstract. Now it's time to get our hands dirty. Next week, we're going to look at a small business, a fictional one, called Red's Plumbing. Yes, it is fictional, but it is a very typical one that I created from years of experience fixing problems for companies just like Red's. Guess what, kids? The vast majority of the problems businesses like Red's have are looming out there for years. And with just a little preventing stupid, they could have been prevented or prepared for. Yep, you're going to have some cringe moments as we walk through Red's adventure in capitalism. The sad part of a lot of those cringe moments that you folks out there are going to have is they're going to come from you remembering when you did something just as stupid and knowing that you could have prevented it. So come back next week. It'll be story time with Uncle Matt about Red and his wife, Stephanie. They're just a couple of kids doing the best that they can to borrow a Mellencamp line. And we're going to learn from their bad examples how to prevent some stupid. Thanks, guys. We'll talk next week.